So Great Britain's going on uh, some big time shutdown right now because I got that new fast-spreading strain of the coronavirus. There's a BBC report on that. The Monday after New Year is when the UK kicks back into gear after Christmas, but not in 2021. Many businesses and offices remain closed or empty, and the second wave of COVID-19 is taking its toll. There's a record daily number of cases. The number of deaths is past 75,000. The health service is facing severe, perhaps close to unbearable pressure, and England is heading into another lockdown. Several times during this pandemic, Boris Johnson's asserted that something would not happen before soon after confirming that it would. He attacked the idea of a second lockdown in November and then introduced one. He attacked the idea of changing Christmas regulations and then changed them. And the same pattern is now playing out. Before and after Christmas, as cases and concerns rose, the Prime Minister insisted that some schools would open in January. Well, today the Prime Minister said children and teachers were safe to go back. But for many, this is the first day of term and the last at school for some time because the Prime Minister is set to close them as part of these new restrictions. Well, it's that new strain of the coronavirus. I don't know this, but I think behind the scenes, some of these leaders and some of these medical experts are saying, holy S, and they're trying not to panic everybody by not saying that out loud. But I think they're really concerned. I'm reading from The Observer yesterday, a new, new COVID strain that is attacking South Africa has experts incredibly worried. Uh, According to another BBC reporter's result, blah, 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 this is a very significant problem. It's an even more of a problem than the new UK variant that we were just hearing about. Scientists are still unsure whether existing vaccines are effective against these new mutations. Hope to God they are. While a related study is underway, one doctor said his gut feeling was that Pfizer and Moderna's vaccines would be effective, but he's less certain about the one identified in South Africa over the weekend. Actually, the South African one was identified before the one in London. It just affected a smaller population, uh, so it didn't get as much news coverage. Uh, scientists argue it's too early to call on the South African strain, whether it's more deadly than the British variant, but it, it does spread faster, which we pointed out to you yesterday spreading faster is a bigger deal than being more um uh, individually being more dangerous it is in effect more deadly if it spreads faster only you know it's funny we much had a, more deadly a couple of emails saying well guys it's still 99.8 percent survivable so what's the difference you know eight billion people on earth the black plague get a 50 50 chance the rest of it and that's true oh absolutely on true. the other hand as transmissible as it is you know the, the number of people dead in this country could be many hundreds of thousands it's a race between science and nature. Absolutely. Although nature, question mark, as more and more serious journalists are saying, it escaped from the Wuhan lab. In fact, that that's seen by uh, some people you would not suspect of holding this opinion as being the most likely explanation. That's the one I've been claiming all along. It's just, come on. There are too many coincidences. Of course, I might go all Richard Jewell on the Wuhan lab, but come on. They've got terrible, sloppy safety standards at the one level four viral research lab in China. Our State Department, over and over again, their standards are terrible. This is dangerous. And then a mysterious bat virus escapes and infects a bunch of people. It's a, okay, it could be a coincidence. Yeah, important to point out that nobody is saying they tried to create a weapon a weapon there in China and then unleashed it on the world. 
they f- believe that they're just studying these uh, viruses and, and, and making them as bad as possible to help, you know, work on vaccines and that sort of stuff. But they let it get out is the most likely explanation at this point, which is really interesting. Yeah, this uh, guy, Matthew Pottinger. Didn't let it get out on purpose. It, 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 they they were sloppy enough that it got out. Maybe somebody made sweet love to a pangolin, like uh, South Park claimed. But this guy, uh, U.S. National Security Advisor Matthew Pottinger, doubling down on the theory that the uh, COVID leaked from a Chinese government lab in Wuhan, uh, one of the first to raise alarms inside the White House, um, and New York Magazine, which is a liberal magazine, and a liberal journalist just unleashed an incredibly long article uh, detailing all of the evidence, and it is really compelling. Yeah, I'll just read a little bit of it. For years, scientists have been hot-wiring viruses to be stronger, deadlier, and more transmissible. The bet was that their work would help prevent a global pandemic. But what if it caused one? That's the question being asked. Right. Wow, so they, they tried to make it deadlier and more easily transmitted from person to person. Mm-hmm. Looks like they did a good job. They came up with one. Unfortunately, they didn't keep it in the lab. Well, and it's again, it's not proof, but it's awfully interesting that the initial story from the Chinese government is laughable. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're selling uh, bats out of a barrel uh, downtown. Yeah, yeah, somebody must have ate us the raw bat. No. Now, that is completely ridiculous. Nobody accepts that uh, explanation anymore except NPR. For some reason, because Trump blamed China, so China can't possibly be to blame in their idiotic, knee-jerk thinking. So, uh, what's the what's the um, what's it mean if it turns out this is true? And I think it probably is. Uh, is China on the hook for the nine trillion dollars it's costing the world to to deal with this thing? Or good luck with that. It just damages their. Mojo? Is that all there is to it? You know, it's comp- these things are complicated. Uh, it's possible that if that were nailed down, that would give cowardly political leaders around the world an excuse to gang up together, join with the United States, and seriously squeeze China. And tell them, all right, being a rogue commie colossus, is you're out of that business. We need you to conform this way, that way, and that way. The New York, was it the New York Stock Exchange? I want to get this right. They had passed rules saying uh, uh, China's got to conform to our standards, and they just rescinded those rules. Yeah, they were going to boot a couple of big Chinese companies. That's out. right. Yeah, it was the big three uh, communications companies. And then they ch- changed their mind. Yeah, they capitulated, obviously. Oh, in a related story, uh, according to sources, Jack Ma, the... Uh, Jeff Bezos of China, the uh, founder and owner of Alibaba, um, apparently he is not missing. He's just laying low. He gave a speech in late October that really pissed off uh, Chairman Xi and the the commie party. And they got the word to him, yeah, you're not going to do any more interviews. You're not going to do your little reality show. You're going to be quiet for a while. What club did they wield over him to keep him (sighs) quiet? A club. (laughs) (laughs) Actual club. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Jack, uh, got a couple of choices for you. Either some good old-fashioned Chinese re-educating, or uh, maybe you could keep your mouth shut for a good six months and then come and ask us after six months whether you can talk again. Reminds me of a guy who used to um, mentor people whose lives, lives were off the rails. And he would say, that feeling of impending doom you have is impending doom <laughs> with your lifestyle. Right. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um. 
the other part of it that I'd like to know is, did the WHO know, the World Health Organization know, or should they have known? Certainly should they should have known. They should have been able to do enough investigation there on the ground at the beginning to figure out it didn't come out of this dang bat market. What the hell? Yeah, they were afraid of their Chinese overlords. They weren't going to say anything. And if they did do that, well, then we should be out, like Trump has been saying. We shouldn't back an organization that lies to that extent. Or at the very least, a complete house cleaning. All the leadership, including that Chinese toady, Dr. What's-His-Ass from uh, from Africa. What's the country? Ethiopia? Um, it's one of your Chinese client states. That guy is a Chinese toady. Get him out. So the world has been working on viruses, making them as bad as possible, as easy to transmit as possible, and as deadly as possible, so that they can study them. And China had one and let it get away. That is that is an amazing story for the world. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, this journalist whose name I don't have in front of me, but uh, and the New York Magazine are not some sort of uh, the Trump Times. Uh, no, they are. In fact, they. I'm sure they they go to cocktail parties with the idiots at NPR. They're not idiots at NPR. They're just <laughs> ideological uh, extremists. Idiots. Well, yeah, they're the opposite of like knee jerk anti or, or pro Trumpers. So. Uh, a couple of uh, tales of Western lunacy. Uh, U-Haul out with statistics and prices uh, for people leaving California versus going to California. Hmm. And Ted Weasel, the mayor of Portland, has finally stood up and said, yeah, it's Antifa, it's anarchists, they're causing the violence, they're bad people. I never thought I'd see this day dawn. Wow, and we've got a county in America that has gotten rid of their 70s anti-hippie law. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about new laws. Wow, cool. Let your freak fry flag fly there. Huh? All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. billion dollars in one state for the Senate races that are being determined today. Half a billion dollars spent. That's absolutely amazing. But there's there's a lot at stake. Um, control of the Senate. So we'll see. We'll have the results maybe tonight, certainly tomorrow. Jack, there's a Gavi Award at stake. Stay with us. Okay. Another Gavin Newsom Award for government hypocrisy during the COVID outbreak coming up. Later this hour, I think. Yes, this hour, indeed. So, uh, madness in the Western states. We have some astounding statistics from, uh, from U-Haul, uh, about people fleeing Cal Unicornia. It's unbelievable. Um, and, and what it will cost you. There are, for instance, to go from, uh, I'm doing this from memory because I'm still, I misplaced the article because I'm an idiot, but, uh, <laughs> To go from L.A. to, I think it is, uh, Dallas, it will cost you five times as much to rent that truck one way as the reverse. Because so many people are fleeing. And U-Haul's got a glut of trucks in Hmm. Texas. So uh, more on that to come. But uh, more Western madness. We have been saying for many moons that if Portland doesn't get hold 
of the lefty radicals, the violent leftist radicals in its streets, it will burn. And the mayor, Ted Wheeler, some pronounce it Ted Weasel, uh, has been trying to capitulate his way out of the crisis. I really only hear you call him that. And the more, <laughs> the more he gives in to the hateful Marxists, the worse it got. Hundreds of nights in a row of violence, looting, fires, assaults on federal, state, and local officers, the rest of it. The national media, you're, you're thinking, wait a minute, that's, that was still going on? Yeah, it, it turned horrendous on New Year's Eve. Um, but nobody in the national media is uh, reporting on it. Some guy from the Proud Boys gets a traffic ticket, and CNN and the Washington Post lead with it. But you don't hear about what's going on in Portland. Well, to my shock and, and astonishment, Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland, has finally woken up and decided to tell the truth. Let's lead with clip 25. As journalists, when you confront a new event, you're encouraged to follow the framework. Who, what, where, when, and why. Who? Violent, Antifa, and anarchists. What? Rampaging through Portland, breaking windows, spray painting, causing reportedly tens of thousands of dollars of criminal destruction, extensively damaging both taxpayer and privately funded property. Holy cow. Okay. All right. So are there? you were saying all along that they're just activists. Let's have clip 26. Why would a group of largely white, young, and some middle-aged men from all reports destroy the livelihood of other people who are struggling to get by? Hmm. It's hard for most of us to even comprehend what goes on in the heads of people yes. who think it's okay You're right. or a good idea to go on a violent rampage through the city on New Year's Eve. Right. Yeah, yeah we've been saying that for a long pandemic. time. Been saying that for a very long time. It's Yeah, Ted, and, and you know, points off for a little more political correctness, there are lots and lots of radicalized young women. They just don't physically do as much damage as the dudes for obvious reasons. But you are right. It's difficult for us to understand what is in the heads of these people who seem to be like middle class or better. Perfect. You know, their lives are okay. Oh, yeah. Going through smashing up other people's stuff. It's uh, it's hard to understand why I would do it. But my theory is that there is a certain percentage of people, uh, human beings, that will always do that unless you don't allow it. Yeah, unless you prevent it. Just human nature. Right, exactly. And, and the history of uh, violent radicalism has lots and lots of middle class and rich people in it. Uh, go ahead. So you have to arrest them or punish un- them. otherwise punish them yeah. to stop them from doing that is the thing. 27, Sean. People who know me know that I'm a caring person. I'm an honest person. And it's been hard for me and for others to accept the reality that there are just some people on this planet who are bent on criminal destruction. Yeah, that's that's why, Ted, and I'm going to repeat this because it bears repeating. A person like you wants just compassion, just always compassion. You'd care nothing for order. Compassion without order is chaos. Order without compassion is brutality. You have to have a balance. And the western states, Seattle, Portland, the western cities, I should say, Seattle, Portland, uh, San Francisco, L.A., Sacramento, 
are conducting this experiment with only compassion. And you see where uh, it leads you. Which are you more bothered by? The cynics who, they know reality. They're just going along with the the, the crowd for the political reasons because you, you get votes and donations and all that sort of stuff. Or the people who actually believe it, like he apparently did. You actually believe that all people are nice and we'll just try hard and be nice to each other. And if we're extra nice to the Antifa thugs, they'll they'll stop hurting people and breaking things. Because I believe- You are a child. Go do something else. I believe what he just said there. He's an honest, decent person. Yeah, and you just are an idiot or just blind to reality is the problem. Right, right. You're one of those people who hasn't thought through or can't accept, and I have musician friends and people I admire the same way. You can't accept that a society needs songwriters and cops and, and poets and soldiers. Compassion and order. What, how have you lost that? It's the entire history of civilization. But ideology blinds people. It makes them stupid. For instance, it drives away the economy of the most prosperous state in the Union, one of the most prosperous places on Earth. I have those U-Haul stats I was looking for. You're going to think I made them up, cool. but I did. You're going to poop yourself, which is fine in San Francisco, by the way. Just leave it in the street. They'll take care ah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Wake up and smell the caca, Jack. Uh, we'll 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 outline for you how severely California's hemorrhaging income. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Burger King in Japan recently unveiled its new Whopper that is made to ward off evil spirits. Meanwhile, McDonald's drew a pentagram on the floor and the McRib came back. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'll be danged. Uh, that reminds me, uh, the comedian John Mulaney went into uh, rehab while we were on break. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? He had been writing for Seth Meyers. Because he he was not working, was yeah. not doing stand-up, and he said, this not having a regular schedule is not working for me. And he called Seth and asked if he could become a regular writer on the show. Can, can I come be an intern writer for free, like essentially? I, yeah, I need, to be, I need a regular job where I need to show up and be at a certain place and have a task every day. But even with that, he started drinking again, and he's off to rehab. Oh, that's too bad. Because a lot of his stand-up, if you ever listen to it, is he's been getting sober since he was like 12 or something like that. Huh. Um, anyway, coming up, list of the best diets for 2021, and this is not crap. Mm. It's from U.S. News and World Report, actually dealing with science and stats and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, all right. Uh, the best diets for 2021, we'll hit you with that coming up, because this time of year, a lot of people are thinking, yeah, i got to get things a little under control. Does it mention the diet that you will stick to? Mm, I don't know. That's the that key is right the best there. Diet, yeah. Yeah, that's a giving away the answer. <laughs> also, an update to the story in which we made it clear that uh, Tanya Roberts is indeed not dead. Uh, the update is she is uh, dead. Yeah. She has so. passed. So, anyway. The update is you got buzz, baby. And doesn't no, really, doesn't no, do her any good now. No, no, she has passed. Great quote the other day. Oh, a Gavi Award uh, coming up, too, before long. we got to figure out when we want to do that. A couple of great nominees. There was a great quote the other day, uh, a, a higher up in the California Chamber of Commerce said, anybody who denies what's going on in Cal Unicornia is a business climate denier. And he's right. People are fleeing the so-called golden state in astounding numbers. Here's a little evidence for you. 
Uh, this is from uhaul.com. One-way 26-foot truck rental. Uh, a couple of months ago. From L.A. to Phoenix, it'll cost you just under $2,000. From Phoenix to L.A., it'll cost you just under $200. Wow. It's 10 to 1. It's 10.6 to wow, 1. Wow, that's amazing. Because all their freaking trucks are in Phoenix, and they got to find a way to get them back to L.A. Mm. And so they're saying, look. They should uh, get yeah, a U-Haul we'll, trailer. They should haul, pay, them, haul them back. <laughs> they should pay you $200 to move from Phoenix to L.A. San Francisco uh, to Phoenix will cost you $2,500. Phoenix to San Francisco is 261. It's 9.6 to 1. That's a lot of money to drive your stuff to Phoenix from San Francisco. I know. I know. <laughs> That's really expensive. LA to Houston is a 5.3 multiple. San Francisco to Houston, 5.0. LA to Dallas, 2.7. San Francisco to Dallas, 2.6. And on it goes. Hmm. And and Gavin Newsom, I should have had you guys dig up that clip. Somebody hit him with a question. I think it was uh, late fall. Said, hey, what's going on here? Well, we remain a hotbed of innovation and productivity, and the future is bright. Whistling past the graveyard. God, I had a a dream with Gavin Newsom in it, and I rarely dream. And I had a really vivid, impactful, woke up, believing it was real dream about Gavin Newsom. Were you the big spoon or the little spoon? (laughs) Uh, We're all human. We all fall short sometimes. Mm. And uh, we were like uh, just involved in some sort of hijinks, and I was like traveling with him in his car, and I don't know. Wow! Yeah, wow! I'll be danged. Uh, California has been near or at the bottom of the U.S. migration rankings since you all began releasing them in 2016. Uh, California DFL in terms of people going as opposed to coming. Well, I, I suppose they're in first place in, in that regard, but in terms of people wanting to move somewhere, they're dead last. According to U-Haul, the top, uh, oh, the Bay Area leads the charge, the uh, liberal San Francisco Bay Area. Um, Top ten most popular states, people leaving uh, California. Tennessee has bumped Texas to take the number one spot. That's funny. Ben Shapiro headed to Tennessee. I know a handful of people that that have or are going to Tennessee. Rounding up the top five, Florida. Ohio and Arizona. It's interesting. Everybody I've talked to who's fleeing California stays in the western U.S. Maybe I'm talking to the wrong people because you have uh, Tennessee, Florida, and Ohio, obviously, are not in the west. But that's something. You know what? The best way to discredit progressive policies is to enact them. (laughs) You're seeing that uh, all over the west. Speaking of uh, Ben Shapiro moving his operation, he's got some tweets out about uh, a different governor, DeSantis of Florida, who he is talking about uh, how he's kind of DeSantis as a governor is kind of public enemy number one for the liberal media. And that, you know, the uh, lack of mask bans and shutting down schools is just devastating the state. And Ben Shapiro points out if you do deaths per million, DeSantis's state finishes 22nd. So there are 21 governors with worse results and many of them much more shut-down states, and also points this out, which I hadn't heard anybody point out. Uh, Florida is the second oldest state in America in terms of a population of 65-plus. That would have a huge effect of course it on would. how many people die in your state. And yet, there they sit, right in the middle. New Jersey, which is number one in deaths per million, and New York, which is number two in deaths per million, are 30th and 26th in terms of being old. So they're a much younger states, mm. which much higher death rate. 
So this this whole you shut down, but they didn't, and they've got this result is all crap. Oh yeah, it's just all crap. It's just come. It's it's not random, but it's practically random. Well, and the media is still pitching it as hard as they can, as if it's just gospel. I tell you what, it's just I don't know. I I fear for the republic when it's so difficult to get honest uh, news coverage. Since I brought that up, we've not got the fourth confirmed person in the United States. That's got the new, faster-spreading UK variant of the COVID, and I now have somebody in New York State. So you had somebody in California, Colorado, Florida, and New York State. All the scientists, and I think common sense leads you to believe it's all over the place. Oh, yeah. They just haven't measured it yet. Yeah, you want to talk about your lagging indicators. I mean, by the time it makes the news media, it's everywhere. It's all over the place. The new strain. Do you want to explain why the coverage of that is so bad again, for people who haven't heard it? Um, well, I'm looking up at uh, Good Morning America, and they've got the headline, The new COVID variant, which is faster spreading, is believed to be more contagious but not more deadly. That is absolutely wrong on its face. And The Atlantic had a great article about this. Uh, faster spreading is more deadly than if you had a new variant that spread at the same speed but made more people die. It's just it's got to do with linear growth as opposed to exponential. Mm-hmm. Um and it's way more deadly, a faster-spreading disease that is of the same harshness. Yeah. Way more deadly that it spreads faster. It's not even close. Right. So to say it's not more deadly is quite wrong. Couldn't be more wrong. No. It's, it is as survivable. But everybody's going to get it. Right. Yeah, so, so the numbers of with, dead people will be much higher. Oh, yeah, so you could end up with 3 million dead people in America instead of 300,000. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's something to keep an eye on. It's still, it still is 99.5% of people survive it. Right. But you're going to end up with a, that's a lot of people dying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Sometimes you emailers, you just, you made me want to shut it down. But. <laughs> But there's does plenty that, of people. That, that, what do you mean by shut it down? <laughs> no, that's not a cry for help. <laughs> and no, this cut on my arm is not a suicide attempt. It was a, something different. That'd be anyway. a weird way to go about it. Well, I mean, for instance, guys, Ben Shapiro is uh, uh, living in Florida, not Tennessee. Didn't he move his entire operation to Nashville? Yes, he did. Okay, thanks for the correction. He might have a house in Florida. I don't know. but Look, do what I do. All right? Listen to your favorite shows. <laughs> and that's it. I don't call Ben Shapiro and say, hey, Ben, 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 what you said about London, that was actually Manchester. That was Manchester, England. <laughs> Just leave it alone. Unless you have something productive to contribute. <laughs> oh, boy. You having a good time, Joe? few shows yell at their listeners as much as <laughs> so, we do. Oh, 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 oh. I, I say we do the Gavi Award at the beginning of next hour. Okay. Okay. Kamala Harris, with a, a terror, an egregious, a skin crawling uh, plagiarism scandal. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I'll, it's so horrible. It's it's horrifarious. And I should get to the uh, the best diets according to the U.S. News and World Report because I know that I is guess. the number one New Year's resolution in America. We missed this story while we were on break. Anthony Davis of the Lakers 
shocked and disgusted fans by clipping his toenails on the bench during a time. Did you see that? It was pretty gross to watch. He had his socks and shoes off, and he was clipping his toenails. Anyway. It's a sick enough. Uh, professional athlete feet are uh, usually, uh, they, they've they got a lot of mileage. Oh, NBA those. feet. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Second only to pro tennis feet, from what I understand. Just having his his sweaty dogs out there oh, with the Clippers was Lordy. just not that. You know, yeah. he didn't pay all that money. He didn't pay $3,000 a seat to be right behind the bench. <laughs> Well, and sometimes they fly, uh, you know, sideways. They hit you right in the eye or something. <laughs> and he doesn't have small feet. Those are boomerangs shooting off his toes. Right, yeah. Yeah. Gross. Uh, we got all that stuff we mentioned on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We'll have to put this at the website. Give us a little time, but it's the best diets for 2021. According to U.S. News and World Report, not Glamour Magazine or... Or the people trying to pitch you the diet. Dr. Blanking Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Is that his middle name? I didn't know that. Um... U.S. News and World Report actually looked at all this, and uh, I'm not going to go deep on all all these things because if you cared, you'll you'll figure it out, and we'll we'll put a link at our website about it. The Mediterranean diet was named the best overall diet for the fourth year in a, year in a row. I've done that. It's it's a good diet. It's good for you in a lot of ways. Emphasizes fruits and vegetables. Sounds like it's got to be good. Olive oil. Um, is it hard to do? No, not no. at all. No, and it's pretty delicious. Um, and it, you know, it's interesting because people along the Mediterranean, Italy, at Al, the south of France, Monaco, um, they don't eat any sort of weird foreign diet, and they they eat you know meats and stuff like that, just in uh, different quantities than most Americans. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's the meat that's getting a lot of people. I don't either. <laughs> no, it's sugar. Yeah, I'm I'm an anti-sugar and carb guy, trying to cut down as much as I can. Uh, Weight Watchers was named the best commercial diet, according to U.S. News and World Report. If you're going to do some, you know, you buy their product, and I have some acquaintance with Weight Watchers, and uh, it's pretty reasonable. Um, but it mentions here uh, best diet overall, the Dash diet, which I don't even mm-hmm. really know really know what that is. Yeah, that's what they always recommend if you have uh, heart disease risk or high blood pressure or whatever. And the flexitarian diet, it is. Uh, uh, now we're getting a little fancy. Now we're getting to cutesy names. Dash is d- d- don't ask. It's just no, I can't remember. But it's super heart healthy. I've had the most luck I've ever had in my life dieting with the intermittent fasting, but, you know, whatever. Doesn't mean it would work for anybody else. Um, by far, the best diet is the one that you will actually do. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Yep. So and you, you can... know what they all have in common? This is my favorite stat about diets. Is What they all have in common is you generally are taking in fewer calories than you were before. Right. Yeah. Generally, whatever you're eating, you're a little tired of, so you're less enthusiastic about it. So, Flexitarian diet, eat mostly fruits, vegetables, legumes, and whole grains. Focus on proteins from plants instead of animals. I can eat peanuts? Legumes. I eat peanuts all the dang time. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Love them. So good. Kamala Harris is going to be the vice president of the United States. Oh, it was just announced that Chuck Grassley is going to pinch hit for Mike Pence in certifying the Electoral College vote, which is just a formality. Um, because 
and and this is my own analysis, and it's fairly obvious. Pence just doesn't want to be anywhere near that, so that Trump ultra loyalists won't blame him for failing to fight the good fight. Right. So old man Grassley is going to take one for the team. So Mike Pence's electoral hopes in the future stay alive. Gotcha. Um, anyway, Kamala Harris is a shameless liar. She's a halfwit. She is utterly amoral. She is Come going, on now. She is going to be president. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance that that, that that's true. <laughs> In an Elle magazine interview uh, a couple of months ago, they say, and I quote, Senator Kamala Harris started her life's work young. She laughs from her gut the way you would with family as she remembers being wheeled through an Oakland, California civil rights march in a stroller with no straps with her parents and her uncle. At some point, she fell from the stroller and the adults caught up in the rapture of the protest just kept on marching. By the time they noticed little Kamala was gone and doubled back, she was understandably upset. Quoting her now. My mother tells me the story about how I'm fussing, and she says, like, baby, what do you want? What do you need? And I just looked at her, and I said, freedom. If your skin isn't already crawling from the preciousness and phoniness of that story, which, again, she's the hero of, that little girl was me. How old was she supposed to be in this story? Uh, fully understanding civil rights in a in a stroller <laughs> freedom <laughs> well that's a that's a nice little tale it reminds me a little bit of when alex haley interviewed dr martin luther king jr uh, in 1965 i'll never forget a moment in birmingham when a white policeman accosted a little negro girl 7 or 8 years old who was walking in a demonstration with her mother said dr king now an 8 year old could understand it what do you want? The policeman asked her gruffly. And the little girl looked him straight in the eye and answered, Feed him! She couldn't even pronounce it, but she knew it was beautiful. Many times when I've been sorely trying, in sorely trying situations, the memory of that little one has come into my mind and has buoyed me. So, if you're going to plagiarize, plagiarize the best. Kamala Harris just passed herself off as the little girl in a 55-year-old story from Martin Luther King. The woman is despicable. <laughs> Look for more of that crap out of her. Great Scott. Freedom! And she's the little girl when she tells the story. Holy crap! That does make it a little... <laughs> oh, it's just, it's, it makes you want to wretch. Unbelievable. Uh, there is a there are a bunch of new laws we should probably get to all around the country, but including North Carolina really cracking down on the speed of robots. Okay, how fast robots can roll down your sidewalk? But there's a county in northern Indiana called Lagrange County. Ha oh, ha ha ha! Love it. Uh, repealed a 1971 law that. Uh, Outlawed, it was called the anti-hippie law. Finally, justice. I need those hippies a long hairs. Got to move to a county where the showers act. Anti-hippie law. Yes. The tie-dye. Did you or did you not tie knots into that shirt and dip it in a bucket of dye? Get out of here. Clothe your toes, you sandal-wearing freak. (laughs) Do I smell patchouli oil? (laughs) Get out. You're not welcome in LaGrange County. Um... The law was intended to block huge gatherings like the Woodstock Music Festival that had yes. happened in New York. Yes. They didn't want that to happen in LaGrange County and in, in northern Indiana, so they passed the anti-hippie law. Uh, the ordinance regulated large gatherings that lasted more than 12 hours and involved more than 500 people. 
So they were worried some spontaneous music festival was going to happen in their county, so they wanted to get a, get ahead of that. What we have here is a hippie infection. Next thing you know, you got Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, Lord, he's the worst of them. <laughs> Screaming various songs. That's pretty funny. Uh, and then you hear, you always hear, they keep all those laws in the books that you hear about all the time where you're not allowed to eat ice cream on a Sunday and sure Nevada or whatever that is. Uh, they collect them in books and it delights eight-year-olds <laughs> across the country. Which is which is worth uh, delighting. Sure. It, it sure. made, you know that well, sort of book makes kids fall in love with reading. Actually, it makes me fall in love with the idea of how stupid laws get passed and uh-huh. uh, and uh, you know busybodies uh, getting involved in things that are just ridiculous. Often looking back on them, and I saw one about the federal government is trying to get out of the ranch dressing regulation business. Or uh, what they they've been regulating ranch dressing at the federal level for decades, but not like. Thousand Island or French or oil and vinegar? No, those are completely different dressing. How do you regulate Thousand Island? That's just chaos. (laughs) (laughs) What now? That is my favorite dressing, by the way. Thousand Island? That's a child's dressing. Yeah, it's delicious. It's the rest of the condiments just shaken up together. Right. Like relish, mustard, and ketchup. Put that on my salad when I'm having my sweet and sour pork. Oh, boy. (laughs) Child? Oh, boy, you child. We have a Gavi Award to give out. Yes, a couple couple of of strong nominees coming up. In fact... I haven't talked to the judges because, of course, Price Waterhouse holds on to the envelope until we present them. But we might have co-winners. Cool for the the Gavior State. Plus, what LA is spending on each little shed for homeless people—astonishing. Oh, those stories are always great. Armstrong and Getty.